0: We're here starting your day right with Marketing Espresso, your marketing caffeine hit of the day. Hello, hello. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Marketing Espresso. I am so grateful you have chosen to choose this podcast to listen to. As I always say, there's so many out there. So I'm very grateful you are tuning into this one. And as always, I try to bring you the most interesting guests that can, you know, blow your mind or give you a new perspective on things or just help you with some tips to implement in your business. And today's guest is no different. I have got the amazing Catherine Della on the podcast for you. Now, Catherine and I literally met only 15 minutes before recording this episode. And already I was totally geeking out with her on certain things in marketing and like human behavior and all of this cool stuff. So I'm really excited to bring this episode to you. I think you're going to find it really interesting and hopefully it helps you look at your marketing slightly differently. Now, a little bit about Catherine. She believes that the key to a strong digital presence is how well you tell your brand Story and I truly agree with this. So straight away, we knew that we'd be a great fit. But she's a writer and a filmmaker for more than fifteen years. She's highly skilled at knowing how to tell a story with your brand. Her fascination with the internet algorithms and human behaviour led her to complete a master's in internet communications in 2018. She has since continued her academic research on how internet algorithms affect the human condition. Catherine founded Della Media after working in the field for six years and realizing that many small to medium enterprises. Seem Simply did not have access to modern digital marketing techniques. Della Media is designed to fill that gap. She built the company to offer an outsourcing service that gives clients access to a complete marketing team that is laser focused on your digital presence for lead generation. Catherine and her team deliver exceptional service to clients using the latest technology and data solutions that give you the competitive edge you are looking for. I'm so excited to jump into this episode. As you might have guessed, it's all about data. So I hope that you love it. And I look forward to hearing your feedback and get in touch if you love Catherine. All her details are in the show notes, so enjoy the episode. Catherine, thank you so much for joining us today on the podcast. I'm so glad that you are here.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I'm very honoured to be here.
0: It's so good. We've literally just met, what, Twelve minutes ago, mm-hmm. and we already talk the same language, um, definitely. And yes. even though my dog is trying his hardest to interrupt this podcast recording, we're not going to let it happen. He's just got his cute little face in the in the episode. Too. <laughs> it's okay. But I think today I'm really excited to delve into this with you because we were talking about it before, and then I said we need to hit record because you are a champion of data. Mm. Which I am too, and I, want I know. Yeah, I want you to take me on a journey about how important data is and what we were just starting to talk about. So I'm just going to kind of give you the mic and
1: let you like Oh, you no, <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> no pressure, no pressure. It's just a conversation, you know how it is. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah, so I was just sort of saying one of the things that is really interesting with data and as the world progresses, it becomes more and more prevalent that data has to be a really major part of the conversation. And this includes in marketing because uh, marketing shouldn't get left behind. So every other business is taking on data and understanding their data. But in the marketing industry, we have to be ahead of the curve. So I also think the interesting thing there with that is mm. it's also that the more that as
0: marketers, we use data, the more advantage it is for us anyway, right? Anyway, I'll let you continue. I I bought it and I do that a bit.
1: No, 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 please. So yeah. So what I think is important also to remember is the data that we, we don't own our data. We have to remember that. And so Facebook and Instagram, for example, will only let us see the data that they want us to see. And this is so obvious when a business takes on a new technology. So Instagram launches reels and they want all these businesses to do reels, all these accounts to do reels, right? Because at the end of the day, they want people to spend money. That's what they want. They want eyes and money. So they launch this new technology and all these businesses go, oh gosh, I've got to do it and all these you know influences, whatnot. And they do the reels and then they see a big jump straight away. In their numbers and they're like, oh wow, this is working. This is great. Yes, because Instagram wants you to see that data. Because mm. Instagram wants you to try again and try again. And then very quickly, that data shows them, oh, there's a drop. And so then they start doing more reels and more reels and trying to come up with all these new ways. And then they're looking at other people's reels. So what are they now doing? Their eyes are on Instagram mm. that have got the attention of the commodity. The commodity is the attention of the user. So that is how Instagram makes us think that it is valuable and uses its data to show us that it's valuable because we're enticed to try. Because when we see those big jumps, it kicks off a little uh, chemical in our brain and that chemical makes us try again. Because if we never receive that number of jumps again, we will constantly try to get that kick
0: Mm.
1: in our brain, that endorphin. It's like
0: same as a pokey machine, right? Exactly. A hundred percent. Exactly the same. I know I don't really do this often, but what I think is really important for the listeners to hear is a little bit about why you know so much about the, I guess, psychology behind this buying behavior. Cause I think this is a really cool thing in your journey and I totally geek out on this. (laughs) So I want you to like, take us all on a journey of why this psychology behind data and, and getting that endorphin hit as as a business is actually, you know, quite detrimental almost.
1: Mm, Yeah, I think it starts with, so I have a uh, completed a master's degree in social media, algorithms and human behavior, because I wanted to understand how humans are impacted by algorithms. And a part of that requires really understanding how the algorithms work. And I was very, very interested in the political element of that Mm -hmm. and the power dynamic. Because if we rely on Google's algorithm and Facebook's algorithm to get leads, then who has the power in that situation? Not yeah. us. Yeah. And so that was something I was really interested in. You know, how do these businesses operate? What do they do with our information? That kind of thing. So I spent a lot of time studying that, but also I pair that with how humans react and what makes us decide to stay on a social media platform because that's the commodity to the business to the to Facebook and and Google. Yeah, fascinating.
0: And I think I think d- data plays such an important part of that because knowing the psychology behind why people are interacting with us or why we're behaving that way or why we feel we have to keep up with competition that's doing xyz, mm-hmm. which is a whole other thing. That's when we forget about data. Because we're mm-hmm. like, "Oh, but but so and so is doing this." And like, I get caught up in that. Sometimes I look at someone's feed and I'm like, That's so pretty. Mm. (laughs) And then I'll look at mine and be like, that's not pretty. (laughs) And you know, (laughs) I want to make mine prettier or whatever. I mean, I went down the reels thing myself, to be honest. I think I made Mm. about 10 (laughs) before I was like, no, this is just not me and it's not, it's not on brand for me. Like I had a bit of fun. I definitely had fun doing them. And, you know, it does make you think outside the square because you're like, oh, what can I, what song can I pick this with? Or Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, I like, I like, it's, I like having a soundtrack. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of cool. And I did like the little highlight reel of 2022, like everyone did. But that was more for me because I was like, oh, this is really cool, like to look back and force yourself to look back on your year. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like I went down that whole reel thing and then I turned around to myself and said, hold on you know that the data for you is not that Instagram is your main source yeah. of leads. It's not. right, mm. And you're right. Like the truth is at the end of the day, when we put all this power into social media or all this power into Google ads or whatever it may be, they've mm. got power, not us. Mm. Whereas back yeah. in the day when it was traditional marketing, mm. we owned the data that came from any advertising that we did.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Fascinating. I think the one thing, so when I did my dissertation, I used, um, it was power and influence on social media. And I used Greta Thunberg as a case study. Mm. And I didn't know very much about Greta Thunberg. I'd heard about it, you know, like I don't pay attention to what's going on in the trendy world really totally with you (laughs) on that one. (laughs) Super dorky. So and so I thought, okay, this will be a good case study because she there's obviously a clear link between social media and her rise in fame, quote unquote. But what I found was the crux of these algorithms always comes from human behaviour. So we dictate to the algorithm. As a species that uses, that feeds the algorithm with our actions, we are creating the algorithm. Our behaviour is emulated within that algorithm. So when it's it's using AI to learn from us. Mm. So when a business talks about, you know, tell me about the algorithms and that kind of thing, the thing to always remember is that it comes from your brand. What your brand is, what your brand wants to to say, you just say that all the time. Don't don't worry about jumping onto a trend because you're just feeding nonsense into the into the algorithm. <laughs> I love just, that. Just to stay on track. Stay, you know focus on your goals, what makes you unique and stick with your brand and be clear about what you want to say and the message that you want to say and know that the message you're saying will impact somewhere. Mm. And that's why you've got to say the same message over and over again. And just don't try and mix and match, just stick with it. Because when we do certain actions, the algorithm responds to our actions. And so you just have to stay consistent so that your algorithm is consistently understanding what you're doing.
0: Yeah. So what data then, knowing that we're being fed the data that they want us to see, obviously, what are the data hacks, if you will, that people should be watching out for. Like, what, what do you say to people? These are, this is the actual data you should care about. Because I know, like, I say one thing, but I'm really curious to kind of hear what you
1: think. Well, for me, the data, because we have a data scientist in our team. So we'll take what your leads tell you. Mm. So you capture that, capture that information, send a survey to your people, ask them to tell you what they like. Take that information. Yeah, that's like that. the information. So if you care, if you if you want to look at your Instagram, you know, alg- your Instagram algorithms and all that stuff, you can. But know that if one day it looks one number and the second day it looks another number, that's telling you nothing. Yeah, it, what matters is you have you give yourself a goal and you set a time limit. So this is my goal. I've got three months. Make it realistic. Three month goal. Look at your data from day one and day 90. Yeah. Because interestingly,
0: I, at the end of last year, I heard people getting caught up in this. You need to be looking at your LinkedIn data or your Insta data every week. And I was like, whoa, that's a lot. And you're going to feel really sad all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, that's one way to make yourself depressed in this world. Because uh-huh. I just think like, I love data. I'm a huge fan of reporting. I'm a huge fan of, But I'm a huge fan of reporting on data that counts, like as in Mm. how many leads are you getting from that? Because Mm -hmm. I don't give a shit if 75,000 people have viewed something of yours. If Mm. you're not, if from 75,000 views, you don't have 7.5 new customers, that's not great. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and your your message wasn't actually resonating, and it didn't get you sales. And at the end of the day, as much as I'm a huge fan of delivering messages about education, entertainment, I love all that stuff. I think that that's mm-hmm. what social media was created for. Yeah, at the end of the day, as a business or as a person in business or as a business leader, you of course you want things that you're putting out there to convert. Mm. That's why you're doing this stuff. You're not paying marketing specialist or spending all of this time cuz time your time is money you're not mm. doing all of this stuff but no conversion yeah i don't know that's sort of what i say to people because you're right we do get caught up algorithm chasing <laughs> and yeah. yeah please don't st- stare at your data weekly that's very No
1: sad. don't and and also again remember that the data that you're given is what that business wants you to see yeah you know they want you to think oh i should run a boost ad of course they do. Boost adds like a chocolate at the next to the counter at the shopping centre. That's about as useful as it is. Mm. It's just giving you calories and giving someone else your money. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, oh, that might have been a bit controversial actually.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we like controversial on this one. We like saying it as it is. That's what I'm uh, all about because I think there's a lot of social media marketers out there that obviously truly push the power of social media. And I'm not saying social media doesn't have power. It does. A mm-hmm. lot of people have made a lot of money on there. Yeah, but they've done it being like every account that you look at that's killing it and converting it, they're being consistent with their message like you said. Yes,
1: yeah. They're not yeah.
0: they're not swaying from that. Like personally, I've come up with a strategy this year. I'm fully gone for it because I truly believe in it.
1: Love that. We'll see
0: how it goes. I'll let you know.
1: Yeah, let me know, but I love it and I'm sure you're on the money. Hopefully. Mm. you know,
0: we'll see, we'll see. But for me, like, obviously you're probably the same. I do a lot of
1: trial and error with my own business. Yeah.
0: Because I I think as marketers, we kind of have to do that.
1: Yeah, all the channels that, you know, when you see something that I'm doing, it's usually because I'm testing it before I (laughs) I give it to someone else because I want to see the results. And so that's why it always comes down, always comes down to what's the data telling us, you know? I love that. Mm. I think that's
0: really helpful. If there was one more thing that you could leave everyone with about data,
1: what would it be? It would be to make sure that you understand your actual leads are your true data. Yeah. They have the information you need. They're the ones you need to ask. How did they find you? What did they think about you? What do they want from you next? Yeah. Love that. And I loved
0: I loved your point about surveying your people.
1: Because mm-hmm. yeah.
0: I often say that as well, just to go back to that, because I just thought of that. I'm like, that was genius because I also find, like you know, I'll be talking to potential clients, clients, and they will be like, "But what do I, what do I say? How do I be different?" And I'm like, "Everything you need to know about your messaging, about who you are, you already know all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Clients are already telling you what yeah. it is they need to hear more of.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: pay attention to those conversations you're having."
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's I think it was in one of your other podcasts. I was one of your other episodes where you were were talking about getting industry feedback but it was you know when you get when you hire someone to to do all the industry research for you and yeah. do the audience analysis and all that kind of stuff that's in your own people ask them mm. yeah is, is it three ask those three is it 300 ask 300 people yeah and take the information
0: because if you've got those clients you probably or and you'd like your clients which is mm. another important thing, right? Yes. Then you're going to want to know how to reattract the same people, but, you know, cloned a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. I love that. Well, Catherine, that's been so helpful. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing that genius with us. I love having someone that has a really cool degree on the, uh, on the show. <laughs> it is very, very cool. And I'm totally going to geek out and you're never going to, I'm going to keep pestering you now.
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm sure you'll be back on the show. Thank you so much for having me back. I really appreciate it.